0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the Refuge Live podcast, live from the sanctuary of the Temple of Refuge in West Memphis, Arkansas. Let's go now into the sanctuary and hear what it is that God has to say. Ah, uh, let me tell y'all how God has a sense of humor. The the title of my sermon this morning is The Conclusion of the Matter. The title of my conclusion the title of my sermon is the conclusion of the matter. Hallelujah. I've got three familiar passages of scriptures that I want to go to this morning. The first one is Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11, all King James this morning. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Y'all ain't got to stand. Just look at the screen and say, "Amen somebody." Hallelujah. It says, "For I know the thoughts that I think toward you." Saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you, somebody say, an expected end. I got one more, Romans 8 and 28 this morning. Simply says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them, who love the Lord and to those who are the called according to his purpose. I have one more, Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8. Hallelujah. The A clause of Ecclesiastes. I feel God right there this morning, y'all. It says, "Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit." This morning again, she's already halfway preached my message. This morning, and my title is "The Conclusion of the Matter." So, in 2007, my first message as a pastor that I was instructed to preach to our church, who as a new church planner, was a message entitled, Pastor Kim, Shanice, Angel, y'all remember this, it's not how you go in, but it's how you come out, in which I told the story of the paralytic man who was carried by his four friends to the house where Jesus was, if you will, this morning, or as the text says, when it was noise me. That Jesus was in the house. And one of the statements that I always make as a point of reference when I preach from this particular text is that whenever Jesus is present, there will be some sort of noise. Let me go this route. When Jesus is in the midst, there should be some type of noise. Why do I know that? Because I understand that anything can happen once Jesus steps in the room. I understand that if Jesus Jesus is in the house, blinded eyes are subject to open, deaf ears are subject to be unstopped. When Jesus is in the house, anything can happen. Ah. I believe that as a matter of fact, this morning, that that still holds true, that anything can happen. And Ah. I don't know where you are in your life this morning, but God sent me on a prophetic assignment to tell you that anything is still possible. Ah. I understand that we are in the month of November. I understand that we are on the fifth Sunday in the month of in November amongst the year of 2020 in the middle um, uh, hopefully coming to the close of a novel pandemic if you will but I am crazy enough to believe that on this Sunday morning that indeed anything can happen I believe that we can send the word of healing to Baptist you see what I'm saying and the word of healing will go up and down every row and visit every room, simply because I know that I serve the God that that cannot fail. I know that I serve the God, Pastor Kim, that is able to do the exceeding and abundantly above what we ask or think. Is there anybody in here grateful this morning that Jesus is in the house? It ain't even got to be a matter of it being in this house, but is there anybody ever been in a situation where Jesus has ever stepped in your house, where you found yourself pacing and walking the floor, saying, if the Lord don't help me, I won't be able to stand the storm and and it seemed like you were never going to get through the season that you were in but then all of a sudden here comes Jesus with the breakthrough all of a sudden you had a sick child at home and then all of a sudden here comes Jesus and the fever had to break all of a sudden you didn't know how the bill was going to get paid but it looked like he sent grace to your address and they gave you a grace period you didn't know where your next meal was coming from and God allowed your phone to ring by way of your power being on so that you could call you and tell you, come on to this store. God told me to be a blessing to you. So I'm a firm believer that anything can happen. So in essence we have to understand that in the presence of the Lord, according to Psalm 16 and 11, it tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy. So the reality is all that we have to do, Pastor Kim, is get in the presence of the Lord and we'll never be the same. There are multiple accounts, Tanisha. In the Bible, where there was once and and where one encounter in the presence of the Lord, and it changed the whole life span of the person that was going into the presence. Come here, woman, with an issue of blood. I know that I should not be here. My issue, if they if I'm exposed in my issue, they will banish me. They'll throw me away. They'll look at. They'll look at me. They're already talking about me, and I I already know that I'm unclean, but if I could just touch the hem of his garment, then I know that I will be made well. Come here. There was a woman who had been bowed over for 18 long years, and the Bible says that Jesus saw her from afar off and called her over to him. You have to understand that there is a call to come in the presence of the Lord. Here it is in this particular day in time where people are choosing and opting to stay at home. Here it is for whatever reason reasons they have, you have to understand that there is a remnant of people that God still wants to use, hallelujah, to provoke glory into the earth realm. There's a remnant of people, and don't let, here it is, don't make no mistake. I don't want it to be said that I say that you have to come to church, but you have to understand that there is a call in the presence of the Lord. I believe that it is still on the shoulders of intercessors right now that some of us, that coronavirus has not hit your family and taken your family out, simply because there was a pull and there was a press and a call to get into the presence of the Lord. And so here it is, the woman, he called her and he said, he touched her and said, woman thou art loose of your infirmity and where she had been bent over for 18 years, she was able to stand up straight and walk and rejoicing, praising God. So what we've got to understand this morning is that one encounter in the presence of the Lord has the power to turn your life around and even not for yourself, come here, the centurion who got in the presence of the Lord and say I've got a sick servant at home and he said you know what I'll, Jesus said I'll come to your house and he said no I'm not worthy for you to come to my house but what you can do is to speak the word only so ah. when you gotta understand that every time you get in the presence of the Lord it ain't necessarily about you sometimes God will use you and raise you up as an intercessor to ah. be the bridge between you and the next person to be the bridge between God and what he's trying to do in your family and in your immediate circle So we have to understand that one encounter in the presence of the Lord has the power to turn things around. This is why you hear me say all the time, Pastor Ken, put me in an atmosphere of believers. Because when you put me in the atmosphere of believers, believers are going to help me get a breakthrough if I can't lift my hand. You put me in the right atmosphere, Terika, when I don't feel like giving God glory, when the weight of the world is seemingly on my shoulders and I I cannot see the light of day and I haven't wanted to pray and I haven't wanted to praise God. If you put me in the right atmosphere, guess what? I believe that we then that are strong all bear the infirmity of the weak. So while the other saints are rejoicing and giving God praise, i mess around and get the strength that I need just by being in the midst. You have to understand this morning that the Bible tells us in Psalm 37 and 4 it instructs us to delight ourselves in him and he will give us the desires of our heart. So it is in when we spend time with him, he then tells us what to want in alignment with what he has prepared for us. Too many times we think that spending time in his presence is fullness of joy, and when I delight myself in him, he'll just give me what I want. No, the truth of the matter is this, Jazz, when I delight myself in him, when I become closer and, and, and better acclimated with God, he then begins to reveal to me the things that I should want, and I wonder if there's somebody in here that ever in, in, ever had an experience in your life where God began to show you what you should want versus what you thought you wanted because the very thing that you thought you wanted was really toxic for you so when we delight ourselves in him he, he gives us the desire he shows us what it is that we should want that is in alignment with what his will is for our life so this is how it is understood where it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11 this morning for I know the thoughts that I have toward you the th- I know the plans that I have for you and here it is he speaks he goes on a paraphrase and then he speaks of an expected end and that's good news today for somebody the mere fact that God has great expectations for you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how you've been feeling. You have to understand that it is his will that we prosper and be in good health, even as our souls prosper. So, even if I don't feel like I'm prospering, guess what? If I could just get into his presence, if I could just press into his presence, if I could create a new norm, if you will, where I know I'm used to laying in the bed at 5 a.m., but for some reason, it seems like I've been being quickened up out of my sleep. Well, maybe if you just Get down on your knees and say, Father, what is it that you're trying to show me? Father, what is it that you're trying to say? I believe that God will then mold you and shape you and will give you a glimpse of that expected end. Somebody ought to say, God has good expectations for me. So I wanted to be able to preach this in simplest form this morning, and God showed me that of a seed. He showed me a seed. And how the seed goes through a germination process to come out to an expected end. Yeah. That was somebody. That was the whole message in a nutshell. But number one, we have to understand that fruit starts in seed form. Let me say it again. Fruit starts in seed form. Bible says that you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. And here it is. The Bible also tells us that he has called us to bear much fruit and that our fruit should remain. But we have to understand that every fruit starts in seed form. We have to understand that apples don't just produce themselves. We have to understand that watermelons don't just produce themselves. There is a process that is attached to the vine. Y'all better grab this this morning. So you have to understand that when you underst- when you know that you are starting in seed form, you have to know that you may be small right now and it may feel minute, but it is still full of potential. <laughs> One, uh, God help me, one seed has the potential to produce many fruit. Y'all ain't got to say nothing right there. Here it is. But the problem is, Pastor Kim, we're planting apple seeds and expecting watermelons as a harvest. We want to plant small seed and expect God to just move heaven and earth just because you think you're cute today. But the truth of the matter is, it starts out in seed form, which says to us, the seed may be small, but it is also full of potential. Number two, we have to understand that a seed has to be planted, Kevon, in the right soil or on the right ground. The problem is, is that we oftentimes have the right seed or we will be the right seed, but we are trying to be planted in the wrong soil. Too many times we try to figure out, God, why is this not working for me? I'm doing all of the right things. I'm praying like I should. I fast like I should. I trust you like I should. Why is it working? Because sometimes you got the right seed, but the wrong soil is with pookie. You got the right seed, but it's your friends that are the wrong soil. And so, therefore, where you should be growing, where you should be flourishing, you've stunted your own growth simply because you are the right seed just in the wrong soil. But let me tell y'all what blessed me this morning, Pastor Kim, and that's the third point, and that is the seed has to go through a season of isolation. In order to become fruit, in order to get to the expected end, there must be a season of isolation. But let's talk about it. What? What? Let's just let's just look at the fact as it pertains to seed. In seeds going through their seasons of isolation, number one, they have to be covered in dirt. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Number two, when they are covered in dirt, you have to understand that now the seed has to experience not only becoming dirty and weighed down, but it also now has to go through darkness, yeah, right. as well as being isolated. And can I tell y'all what the Lord showed me this morning is that some of us have been in a season of isolation. It is not God. I thought we would have got that a little bit better. It's not so much that God is punishing you or it's not so much that God is not has taken his hand off of your life. But he's trying to he's placed you where you are for a reason so that he can pull out of you what he's been trying to pull out of you all this time. And so sometimes God has to get you all by yourself. So he can show you this is what I've been trying to get you to. Yeah. This is what it is I desire to do in your life. But when you're trying to be around all the other fruit, you're standing out like a short thumb. God can't do what he wants to do. So we have to understand a time, here it is, a time in which it's just the seed and the soil. Somebody say isolation. isolation. It's during this time that the seed and soil, here it is, become one they become and that's when the seed becomes rooted. When you go when a seed goes through a season of isolation that is when the root that is when the germination process starts and what has to happen here it is it's, it desires to grow up but in order for it to grow up it first has to grow downward. Here it is. You have to understand, and God taking you to higher heights that you desire the first position that you gotta find yourself in is going down and getting rooted in him. So I asked the question, you ready to grow up? You ready for the glow up? y'all quiet this morning in here? And that's all right. But here it is. When was what does your prayer life look like? What is your what is what how often do you study? When was the last time you fasted? And got results. Not because it was the beginning of the year and the pastor said we're going to fast together. When was the last time you had your own 5 a.m. prayer at the house? When was the last time you lost yourself in God's presence. Can I tell y'all, I recently had an encounter. Y'all thought I was crazy this Sunday in here. Where the, the praise team was up singing, and I had been out of town, and I came back in town, and I said, God, I want to experience you in such a way that your presence consumes me today. Yeah. And I, bu- I came into this sanctuary. They were singing and going forth, and I remember lifting my hands. And I experienced fullness of joy like I had not experienced in a very long time. So much so, it it forced me to a place of, I, I thought I had shed just a couple tears and I was all right. And God said, no, lift your hands a little higher because I'm not done. It was almost like an Elijah experience where he said, no, 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 you need to feast on this today because I'm getting ready to send you on a journey because you, although you feel like you're ready to give up and although you feel like you've come to the end, you got to understand that this is the day for you to feast because I'm getting ready to send you on a journey and you're going to need the strength from today for the journey that is ahead. And can I tell somebody this morning that the conclusion of the matter is this, the strength that you need today, I understand that it may be gloomy on the outside, Maybe we steal full on turkey and dressing and chitlins and all that kind of stuff. But can I prophesy and tell you that strength that God has in the room today is what you'll need for the journey to finish the year. God, help me this morning. Here it is. Put me amongst the people that are not afraid of being isolated. Put me amongst the people that'll say, God, thank you for the dirt in this season. God, thank you for the dark places this year. Why? Because I understand that on the other side of the darkness is light. God, help me. You have to understand that when a seed grows out of the dirt. It grows in the direction of the light God help. So you got to understand this morning that the only way that you will be able to appreciate light is when you fully become acquainted with darkness. And I understand that everybody wants to go up and everybody wants the glamour that seemingly comes with it. But what is your process for promotion this morning? When was the last time that you said no I'm not going to go today? When was the last time that you had to shut yourself in and say God what is it that you're trying to say? When was the last time that you saying, God, my eyes are open? When was the last time, Shanice, you found yourself riding in the car saying, God, my hands are lifted up. My heart is ready to receive a blessing from you. And I wonder if there is somebody here that has heard the message thus far and that can say, I get promotion on my mind, Pastor. Because although I may seem isolated, although it may be dark right now, guess what? I'm just trying to go to the sun. Can I help somebody and let you know that when you get promotion on your mind, when there's promotion in your view, you'll begin to work the ground that you're assigned to. You'll roll up your sleeves and make sure that where you are is a glimpse of where it is you're headed. And when you know where it is you're headed, you don't mind working the ground where you are right now. Little becomes much when you place it in the hand of God. So in other words, you've got to prepare for your harvest while you're in seed form. You got to look like harvest while you're in the dirt. You got to have a harvest mentality even when it's dark right now. When you're isolated, you got to have a harvest on your mind. What you cannot do is allow the darkness to get the best of you in this season. And too many times, what we do when it seems dark, when it seems like nobody's answering the phone, when nobody's inviting me, that's when we want to go and ball up and hurl up in the corner. But can I tell somebody this morning that the conclusion of the matter is that God is trying to birth something new out of you (laughs) while you're in seed form. So you got to understand that while in seed form, it is not going to seemingly happen for you while it is happening for everybody else. So God is letting you know that your seed this morning has to go through a germination process. But the exter- the most important external factors include, grab this, the right temperature, water, oxygen, and sometimes the right light or darkness. <laughs> You've just witnessed another life changing word here on the Refuge Live podcast. Listen, if this has been a blessing to you, do me a favor and send us a small seed on our church cash app. That's a dollar sign peculiar church or on Giblify. You can look us up by the Temple of Refuge. Listen, we have run out of time today, but we are so grateful that you have chosen to be a part of what's going on here at the Temple of Refuge. On behalf of myself and the entire Temple of Refuge, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.